For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. You know that fresh produce is the best produce. That's why at Kroger, we invest in local farmers to bring you seasonal picks that taste fresh from the farm good, like sweet corn, refreshing watermelon, and juicy peaches. So whether you're a delivery lover, a picker-upper, or you shop in-store, your local produce always tastes 100% fresh, or you get a 100% refund guaranteed. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a Sunday edition of The Wrap right here on the Fike Media Network. Happy Sunday to you all as we recap night one of WrestleMania going down live from SoFi Stadium in Inglewood, California. I'm Keela Cash, and by my side, as always, is my co-captain, my right hand, the sometimes advocate for the not-so-rapidly-improving Von Wagner. He is the wise man himself, and for this weekend, and this weekend only, he is known as not perky, not salty, not even pissed off Scott Young. He is known as WrestleMania. Scott Young, welcome back. WrestleMania. Thank you, Keela. As always, it's a pleasure to chop it up and talk all things WWE. I, I mean, this was fantastic. It was a fantastic night. So, yeah, I'm, I'm in a great mood. Um, the Lakers are winning. Uh, my son's birthday went off without a hitch. Everything went great. The rain did not destroy the day. The sun came out right before the party started. The beers were cracking. Everyone was laughing. The cake was getting cut. Wonderful day. I can hear it all in your voice. What a beautiful day it was. Roman turned one, I believe. Am I correct about that? That's correct. The tribal chief celebrated his first full year on this earth of running a running the family well he might be running the entire family by the time the weekend is over because a part of the bloodline fell last night and he might be the last part of your bloodline standing come tomorrow night the true tribal chief in this land yeah there's no question he's the last man standing every night in this house so <laughs> there's a good chance after tomorrow <laughs> night he will be the last tribal chief standing i love it but yes this was a tremendous night of professional wrestling for WWE. It felt like a takeover on a big-ass budget in a lot of ways. This was Triple H's first WrestleMania with the book, and I thought this was an absolutely amazing show. There were some hiccups here and there, but overall, in terms of the big matches, they absolutely hit it out of the park from the stage, from the ramp, from the set, from the fans, from the key matches. This match lineup and how it was delivered will be a WrestleMania to remember for years to come. Yeah. I, I mean, there's not much more you can ask for out of your WrestleMania. Like the last two matches and no, I'm not including the impromptu match, <laughs> but the last two matches, the last two real matches, um, they, they both as, as hyped as, you know, the, the talk about what the main event was, they both over delivered. And both said, hey, 
I have a stake and claim for this main event. And either one of them could have closed the show and I, it would have been just fine. So I, I mean, again, just a great night of wrestling. And I mean, tag team wrestling closed out WrestleMania. If that's not a triple H, you know, touch all over it. I don't know what else is. Think about that. A tag team championship match closed out night one of WrestleMania. First time ever. Kevin Owens main events back to back WrestleManias for night one. Sami Zayn is in the main event spotlight of WrestleMania. Main event Jay Uso actually main events WrestleMania for the first time ever. The Usos who have been snake bitten by WrestleMania headline the main event of night one, and they deliver a tag team championship match classic, bar none. Yeah, I, I mean, that everything you said is spot on right there. You know, um, KO back-to-back night one main events. Sami Zayn goes from wrestling Johnny Knoxville to closing out WrestleMania night one. Um, you know, the Usos, essentially, this is a great kind of, in game for them you know they're the last day of their reign they get to close out wrestlemania i love the idea of the bloodline closing out wrestlemania like this is kind of the the culmination of this chapter of the bloodline story so i yeah i I, i'm excited to talk about it great night of wrestling um I, i every everyone showed up and showed out man they really did. Some matches exceeded expectations for me, which we'll get to momentarily. But before we get into WrestleMania Night 1, I want to talk about our second favorite topic on this show, which happens to be the Wrestling Coffin Standing second time in a row this week as we discuss the lineup for our teams as we are in that home stretch of the regular season. So right now we got the Warriors in the five spot, 41 and 37. 500 obviously six and four in their last two and only six and four in their last 10 rocking a two-game winning streak the lakers in the eighth spot right now 39 and 38 above 500 and they are six and four in their last 10 also on a two-game winning streak but scott the most attractive thing from this standings as we see it now is this interesting four or five matchup because you vowed that if this happens if the Suns and Warriors faced off at any point in the playoffs, that for at least a series, you will be a diehard Golden State Warriors fan. Yeah, let's hope it doesn't come to that disgusting tactic. <laughs> but um, on the bright side, you know, you brought up some other good news. The Lakers were above 500 first time this year. Um, you know, really happy with the rotation that we got. LeBron. Uh, and still getting himself back in the game shape, not shooting the ball well. Anthony Davis has decided to finally show up. The defense has gotten a lot better. Schroeder, for some reason, you know, I'm <laughs> that guy. I, I don't know what he got over Darvin Ham's head, but this dude is still playing 40 minutes a night off the bench. How you do that? He played 40 minutes a night off the bench. Anyway, yeah, happy with what we got. Um, let me just say this again. We are arguably one of the most dangerous teams and nobody really wants to play. Like the Grizzlies don't want to play us first round because that's just going to wear them down. And if they do beat us, if they do beat us, they ain't going to want to play nobody in the second round. So excited for what we got. Yes. Let's look at seven through 11 is the Pelicans, Lakers, 
Timberwolves, Thunder, Mavericks, all nipping at the eighth spot right now, trying to get in this playing situation. Mavericks is really trying to claw the jump over the Thunder at this point. But you speak of the Grizzlies, and I look at the standings, and at one point, the Nuggets are running away with this conference, but the Grizz are only two games out of first place. It's, it's within reach. They could be the number one seed before the season's over. Well, that'll be great because I don't want to play. I really don't want to play the Grizzlies, to be honest with you, just because, <laughs> they, I mean, listen, I say they don't want to play us, but I don't want to play them either. Like that youth and just that arrogance that they have is dangerous because like they genuinely think that no one can beat them. And, you know, they've been proven they can be beat. But when you have that mindset, you can do dangerous things. So in a, in a I, I don't want to play them. So. You know, that's, that game against Dallas, that buzzer beater that we lost, that's really going to come back to haunt us because we should be up two games right now. You know, just little things like that. The game against Houston that we let slip away. We should be up three games right now. Like, there's a the 17-point the lead we let up against the Pelicans. I mean, that's you're looking at 42 and, you know, 36 right now. That's that you're looking at a, a four or five seed. Now we're in the playoffs. Now we're trying to jockey for position. So those games that you gave away about a, a week or so ago, just not managing stuff well, it's really coming back to bite us. Yeah, but you're in a good spot right now in the eighth spot, better than you were a month ago. So progress, but those losses do tend to catch up with you as this is a very tight and competitive conference for the NBA this season. We'll keep our eyes on it as we inch closer towards the end of the regular season. But I briefly want to touch on NXT stand and deliver. We will review the show in full tomorrow because Scott did not get a chance to see the show in its entirety earlier today. But I want to call out one Booker T for two reasons. So Scott, I want to ask you a very quick question. Okay. Mm-hmm. What time was stand and deliver today? Well, for me, it was one o'clock. Okay. It was one o'clock for me. It was 12 o'clock central. It was 11 a.m. Mountain time. And it was 10 a.m. Pacific and no telling where else around the world. So all show long, Booker T said regarding any kind of match, wow, this is so exciting. Tonight, 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 tonight. (laughs) That boy lost. (laughs) That boy lost. Booker, it's 10 a.m. It's not tonight. Oh, it's a hot one tonight. Oh, they're hot tonight. Like, Booker, it's 1130 Pacific time in the morning. And then I do a counter of how many times he said, by any means necessary. I at least counted six times before I gave up. Well, at least you didn't do a drinky game for it. Thank God. I would have been drunk off my ass before three. See what I'm saying? Booker T just doing the absolute most and found a way to the pre-show just in time for WrestleMania. He is a very busy multitasker, I must say. You want to throw him shade? That's fine. You can throw him all the shade you want. While you throwing all that shade, my man went and collected two bags. (laughs) Oh, but here's the kicker, Scott. He told Queen Charmel, honey, I am left my hardware at the hotel. Can you fetch my Hall of Fame rings, please? <laughs> that really <laughs> happened. 
What? Yes. On what? The pre-show? Yeah, on the pre-show, he mentioned that he left his Hall of Fame rings at the hotel, and he told his queen, can you get them for me? Thank you. That boy better stop. Now, he, <laughs> even if he did do that, you don't disclose that on air. He sure did. You don't disclose you don't disclose that. You just send you just you just send the text to confirm, hey, did you get the stuff? That's it. You don't you don't let it out. You don't let that go on air. That's fine if you did it. Don't put that out there. You don't let you don't let people know that the queen is running errands for you. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what happened. Ridiculous. Yes, it was with an earshot of Kayla Braxton, Wade Barrett, and Peter Rosenberg. Well, nobody cares about what Peter Rosenberg has to say, but, <laughs> but I'm sure Kayla Braxton was disgusted. Actually, she was like, hmm, that's kind of sweet. <laughs> you know what? Now I see why Paul Heyman has this eternal beef with her. Very true. It was a very enlightening pre-show. Stephen A. Smith made an appearance as well at one point. Could not believe that as he was hyping up WrestleMania and General Hospital, which turned 60 on the same day as WrestleMania Night 1. So very busy day commemorating WrestleMania GH. And let's talk about WrestleMania Goes Hollywood. First time since 2005 going down live at the gorgeous SoFi Stadium in Inglewood, California. And Scott, I noticed something on the show. A lack of pyro, because we know tomorrow is going to be worth that gate in terms of pyro usage. Yeah, we already know what the deal is for tomorrow. <laughs> um, you heard a lot of booms. They tried to give you the effect like they had the pyro, but they 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 saved a little bit for the end tonight and for, uh, you know, and for the women's title match. But yeah, t- tomorrow there is going to sound like a mini battlefield <laughs> out there with the amount of pyro that is going to be shooting off. <laughs> Okay. I cannot wait. Everyone's like, where's the pyro? It's going to Cody tomorrow in Roman. They're going to unleash $10 million worth of pyro. We know this. They had to hold off a little bit tonight. I was a little sad because normally the pyro sets the tone for WrestleMania. We got some during the championship celebrations, but not much tonight. But I understand it for tomorrow night, it is going to be pyromania in the best possible way. But Scott, your thoughts on the set design for this year's WrestleMania. Was it a hit or a miss for you? Oh, it was a hit. I mean, it was absolutely a hit from the grand scale of it to the, you know, to the movie posters that were shown on it. Uh, the, the names coming across with the, with the, like the kind of movie background. Like I, I loved everything about the aesthetic of it. And it's just, again, the grand scale of it all is just incredible. It was gorgeous. I love the award theme, the red carpet. I love the movie poster graphics changing and immediately during the show. Very clever and crafty by WWE. The aesthetic was everything. They really put their foot into this year's set design. Absolutely gorgeous. Set the tone perfectly for this year's WrestleMania. As we kick things off with John Cena, the legend himself a 16-time world champion versus Austin Theory for the United States Championship. And this match was okay. It was an okay start to WrestleMania. But I did not have on my bingo card for 2023 that Austin Theory was going to go Mike Tyson and trying to bite the ear off of John Cena and his fingers as if he's a cannibal. Well, at least he didn't draw blood like Shayna Baszler. So at least we didn't get a vampire in the middle of WrestleMania to open the show. Um, you know, I, I I thought this was a good opener. It was a good 
energy-filled opener. The crowd was hot for John Cena, which, you know, amplified this. They didn't do a lot. They didn't need to because everybody else on the rest of the show was going to be doing a lot. So I, I thought this was for an opener for who was in there. I thought this was absolutely fine. Austin Theory gets a nice win. You know, I, I will admit when Cena's entrance and the Make-A-Wish kids came out, which was absolutely an awesome sight to see, I really was like, man, they really not going to have John, they gonna have John Cena lose after having that interest with the Make-A-Wish kids, though? But I guess they did. That's fine. I'm sure they had a blast. That was, again, awesome entrance right there. Uh, you know, Austin Theory, man. Like, it, even after he won, it didn't really seem like the people were like, you know, really giving him that that Dominic Mysterio heat. Let's let's go ahead and just trademark that because that's a real thing, mm-hmm. the Dominic Mysterio <laughs> heat. Let's just go ahead and call that what it is. So he he's not getting that, but I thought this was a nice showcase for him. He got the low blow, A-Town down. I still would have had him make Cena tap to the uh, the STF, but it was fine for what Cena, the crowd went crazy when he went for the, the five-knuckle shuffle. Oh, they loved it. They loved this. They loved the Cena signature high spots of this match. The ball spot was very distracting, though. Like it's, it's let him down at this point. He's embracing it, though. But that ball spot was balding big time last night. But he held it together. And you know, it would not be a John Cena match if there was not spot calling at a very egregious level that you can hear all the way from Alaska. Yeah, and and you know. I- that's that's been a Cena thing, especially in the main events. I do attribute some of that to how loud it probably really is, especially in a stadium like that. Cena matches tend to be a little louder than most, so I get it. But yeah, egregious is a very good word for it because you could absolutely hear him. All right, toss me out. Here goes <laughs> Cena. You know, so like you could absolutely hear it, and that's fine. Um, but again, the match was fine. I gave it two and a half tiers. I thought it was a, a, a good start. Didn't need to be this this blow away 15-minute match. A good for what it was, two and a half tiers for me. I would give it a solid two tiers out of a possible five for me. It was all right. It was a fine start to WrestleMania. I will say the STF on Cena to Theory was kind of ugly. Like that was a tap out victory he was trying to get. It wasn't the prettiest submission. He tried though. But Theory low blowed Cena, got the win via A Town down, and he retains the championship. But now comes the hard part, Scott. Now comes an after WrestleMania in LA. And John Cena said, if you beat me, you lose. If I win, you lose. So will Austin Theory be given that mm, meh treatment at WrestleMania versus as you have now coined that Dominic Mysterio heat. That means you are the most hated guy in the building, unless your name is Roman Reigns. He's still going to have that meh reaction. And it's really going to be important on not only him, but creative to do right by him, you know, to make sure that he's got a good program coming out of this. Um, And he's got to make sure that he's holding his and like, he need they need to give him the mic and just tell him, hey, you need to come out here on Monday night and you you know this is going to be one of our biggest audiences you're going to get all year. You need to kill it. You know we're we're just do what you do. And he needs to come out. He needs to hold his own on the mic. He needs to cut a great promo, essentially stating, you know, I'm coming and I'm the I. You saw what I did at Mania. That's just my first step. Like Austin Theory's got all the tools, man. Like he. 
he can do anything. Like I think he's got a great look. I think the the grizzled look he doesn't grow with the with the little beard he's got going on. It's a great look. He's a great athlete. He's a good wrestler. He's a good talker. I he Monday Monday night he's got to come out and cut a great promo. I think that's what he's missing. I agree. I think he has the tools to be great. I firmly believe that, but there's still something a bit missing for me. And I just think he has to tap into who he truly is as a performer. I think it does come down to what Cena said last month. You can say the words, but do you believe them coming out of your mouth? Can you sell us by selling yourself at the exact same time? And that's his key moving forward, because as we keep talking about Dominic Mysterio, a guy that had to find his voice, he got it locked in right now. He is by far one of the best heels in this industry today. And I want Theory to have that same kind of heat in a different way moving forward. And beating John Cena was a great way to do that. But at the same time, you've got to go out there on Monday Night Raw, the biggest audience of the year, and cut basically the promo of your life. You opened up WrestleMania and you beat arguably one of the greatest to ever do it. Now what? That's the test for you. Because I hate to say it, what you did in the opener is a complete afterthought considering what came after you on Saturday night. Yeah. And that's fine. You know, like it, he didn't, it doesn't need to be remembered for this classic, but he will be remembered for beating John Cena. Like that's, that's going to be on his resume. That's going to be, um, you know, something that he can hang his hat on, especially going forward as the U S champion. And I do believe that whoever beats him going forward, is going to get something out of that. You know, they're going to get something out of beating Austin Theory. Um, so, and now I hope he doesn't lose the title on Raw. Like, I don't want him to do anything like that. That's ridiculous. But I, I do think he did gain a little something long as he's able to continue the momentum he got from tonight. Absolutely. One can only hope. I like him, but he's got a ways to go to truly be a complete performer in WWE. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that it just got easier to be an NFL fan, even if you live far away. Like maybe you like the Bears, but you're hibernating in Panthers territory. But with NFL Sunday Ticket, your out-of-market team is never more than a short distance away, specifically the distance from you to your remote control. NFL Sunday Ticket. Now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. What's up? It's Kaylee Cuoco. When it comes to travel, we all have a happy place. I just went to my happy place. I just went to Maui and it was truly amazing. Priceline has always been about getting you to your happy place for a happy price with deals you really can't find anywhere else. Like up to 60% off select hotels in Costa Rica or five-star hotels for two-star prices in Cabo. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. As we segue to a fatal four-way tag team match, a WrestleMania showcase, so to speak, involving four of the very best tag teams in WWE, including Braun Strowman and Ricochet versus the Street Profits versus the Alpha Academy versus the Viking Raiders. And this match went absolutely bonkers. They said, oh, you're going to give us a smash. Let us show up and show out. And my God, they did the spots in this match, Scott, in certain cases was absolutely insane. Yeah, it started out like real slow and every, you know, I was like, all right, here we go. Like, so, you know, WrestleMania started a little, I had my son, my oldest up a little late 
and uh, he sees the, the the Viking Raiders come out, and Sarah Logan comes out looking like a the freaking a witch from I don't know some horror movie, <laughs> and he's like, "Yo, Dad, what is that? And why is she on wrestling?" <laughs> I said, "Son, they're the Raiders, and they raid. That's what they do." And you know, so there's that. Um, the you know the match started also, but yeah, they they started picking things up, and there were some really cool inventive and just great spots man everyone made the most of their time tonight let's talk about the tower of doom spot that was a moving tower that montez floated over for not only that not only that but i mean just the the sheer strength that it took um for them to hold him in a suplex position while they're in the electric chair like that. That whole sequence was just incredible to see and for them to hold it. And it all comes together. Like we've seen the tower of doom spots so many times, so many iterations, and maybe they've done this, you know, on an indie show or on another show that I haven't seen, but I've never seen it on this grand scale with this size of athletes. So that was incredible to me. And Ricochet selling over off the top was ridiculous. Then we have big dudes going for dives. So we have this incredible sequence of let's go Dawkins. I'm going for a seton that misses. We have Ivar going for a moonsault that misses. And then Scott, we get big Braun Strowman up on the top rope. The fans pop and do delivers a pretty nice frog splash on Ivar for a near fall. Listen, I've been one of Braun's biggest fans since he's come back. That man, hey, he he has had really good matches. Him and Ricochet are fine. Ricochet's like, listen, they done, he done taught him a couple things. You, you done talk about how Ricochet been beefing up. Braun been working with him in the gym. You see Braun's flying. Ricochet been working with him on the ropes. That's a tag team right there. That's how you work with each other and elevate each other's game. Braun hitting little frog. What's up with everybody hitting frog splashes? Everybody want to hit the Uso splash all of a sudden. You know what I'm saying? What's going on with that? Copying from the homework assignment, but I live for it. I was like, no, Braun ain't. But he went up there and he landed it perfectly. And I'm not mad at him. He has been very fun to watch upon his return. In great shape, by the way. Then he does his one array train spot, tackling everybody, and then... Angelo Dawkins pounces Braun Strowman, knocks his ass down. Then we get Ricochet, who I call Thickshay. This dude delivers a springboard shooting star press. The height, the elevation to Dawkins and Eric was absolutely insane. Couple things. Don't sell Ricochet, Ricochet short on that springboard. That was a double jump yes. springboard. That was a jump from the, the the ropes on the left side to the to the top rope on the right side by the announce table, then the shooting star. I mean, it, it just absolutely incredible. And Angelo Dawkins. Braun ran through everyone on the first go-round. And then here comes Angelo looking like Ray Lewis down the hole, seeing a quarterback who's just waiting to get sacked. Because boy, did he level that man. Big E is probably sitting at home watching them two big meaty men get slapped around proud. Because that was a hell of a spot right there. Um, and, and then the finish was, I, I thought the finish was very creative and something, again, 
I, I haven't I haven't seen a finish like that. That's different, um, and it works inside the, the the story of the match. It was very crafty. So Ricochet is going to be very assertive. Let me get Dawkins back in the ring. But in doing so, Montez makes a tag, and we have Ricochet go up top. Shooting star press misses because Montez, I should say this, Dawkins gets his knees up, and that allows Montez to deliver a splash on the back of Ricochet. Roll him up for the one, two, three. My God. What a match to say, hey, you put us here second. You say we're a showcase match. We, we came out here and we delivered on a very high level. Even Titus O'Neil was having a great time on commentary and putting Doc over saying that is a D1 baller. Ladies and gentlemen, he knows how to lay people out. Braun Strowman learned a lesson last night. This match was so much fun. I absolutely loved it. And this was a much needed win for the Street Profits, they've been losing singles matches as of late. They needed this W last night at WrestleMania to really get them back on track. Yeah, a um, couple things. First of all, we we are gonna we do need to discuss how the Spanish announced team got Bad Bunny, and we got Titus O'Neil as far as special guest <laughs> commentators go. You know, I'm all for father, you know, father of the year to get his love and stuff, but like, you know, equality. You know what I'm saying? Can we can we can we get a little bit of that? You know what I'm saying? Can we can we get the same level? Can we get that same level? No, I'm sorry. Equity, not equality. Equity. I want that same level. I want that same level. Um, one other thing we need to talk about. One other spot we have to talk about is Chad Gable, mm-hmm. big hossing up Braun Strowman on that chaos theory from the corner on that German. Just not to mention when he was holding them up for the, a second beforehand. Just Chad Gable is incredible, too. He won over the crowd with that chaos theory German suplex. They stood up. They gave him an ovation. They said thank you along with him. Deservedly so. This guy is so great. Now, I don't know what he was doing on SmackDown because he was greased up like Crisco a little bit too much for me. But he calmed down for WrestleMania. He was less oily, thankfully. But he's great. I always say this for Chad Gable. He is incredible in the ring give this guy a meaningful push he's got the charisma the personality and the talent to be a valuable single star in wwe and last night was a prime example of that to have those fans go for him midway through this match via the chaos theory german to braun Strowman, who is a very very big man three and a half tears for me Agreed. Really strong match to jumpstart wrestlemania officially from an in-ring standpoint as we segue to a match i had a starting value for five stars was i ambitious perhaps i was but despite that logan paul versus seth freaking rollins was still a standout match on this wrestlemania card last night and the introductions we have logan paul saying you know what this ramp is a wee bit too long for me i'm gonna expedite the process i'm gonna zip i'm gonna zip line my ass down the through the air to the ring I appreciated that. He was so egregious with his entrance. Then he has this like bottle with him, this mascot for his drink product. And from the moment I saw this bottle, Scott, I didn't trust it. I knew he was a little sneaky little thing. I don't know who was in it, but I knew he was trouble. Yeah, I, I, I did too. You know, you knew something was up. The fact that he kept coming down to the ring and he was, he was hanging around ringside. So, yeah, you knew there was something going on. 
And um, you know, he ended up playing a pretty significant part in the match. And it definitely was not who I thought it was going to be. Me either. I have my own theories, too. I was wrong. But let's talk about Seth Rollins's entrance. We had a conductor representing the Philharmonic Orchestra. We didn't need no auto-tune choir. The choir's a crowd. I didn't like that very much. But Seth comes out in this elaborate robe with a train and his ring gear had my mind going like what the hell are you wearing but the more he stripped down i kind of dug it but the introduction and the entrance of seth was a lot of fun and the fans singing to him loudly and proudly was everything yeah i i i don't know what the hell he had on this dude looked like a freaking bow you put on top of a present as he was walking down to the ring <laughs> And then, not, and then as he's unrobing, he looks like a freaking bounce house as he, the jacket he had on. So he's taking that off. And then he's got these goalie pad knee, uh, pants that he has to take off. He's got Jeff Jarrett's shirt that he used to wear when he would come out with the guitar, except it's pink. So he's, he's embodying his double J there like, holy hell. I see why he had to disrobe as he was walking down. He got so hot he couldn't make it down the ramp. That's the only reason he disrobed. I mean, what, who, where did you get that from? Where did you get that from? Where, who made that? Who thought that was a good idea? And why did your wife let you bring that out? There's no way she approved that. Big time Bex is gone. Maybe that might, that was a big time Bex outfit. <laughs> Becky don't wear that no more. Okay. She ain't big time Bex no more. Where'd you get, where'd you get that from, dude? At least it wasn't fishnets this year, but God dang. I thought it was awful. Now, the the final fit he had on, that was cool. That was good. But the, the 30 layers he had on on top of it, absolutely awful. The reveals were a miss for me. I thought it was a lot going on. It was very chaotic. I missed the fishnet shit. Last year was better than whatever this was here now the final reveal was nice i will say but it took a while to get there because the more he did it i was like what the hell are you wearing it's not getting better it did get better in the end but lord have mercy um this outfit and the aesthetic was definitely a choice for seth but let's get to the match itself which was very good and of course logan paul unleashes his signature buckshot lariat not the greatest lariat i will say it wasn't as seamless as the ones he hit before but still pretty good and rollins was doing a lot of selling for logan paul early on as he was off his game a bit the fans felt it but he fired up with three topes to logan paul on the outside and then we have mr bottle starting to be a little bit egregious by pulling Logan Paul to safety. And then we get the reveal that the bottle is none other than KSI, noted internet celebrity and very good friend of Logan Paul. And they're trying to dupe Seth Rollins. It works for a time as Logan Paul sends Seth Rollins into the ring post. And then we have the viral moment of the night of KSI and Logan Paul trying to send Seth Rollins through the table via a via a frog splash. But in doing so, Logan Paul thinks it's Triple H. Let me spit some water in the air. In doing so, that distraction leads to Seth pulling KSI on the table. And Logan Paul splashes his buddy through the announce table. And I laughed because he's an idiot. 
And why would I say that was a picture perfect frog splash you hit? Like that was a spot. <laughs> like Logan Paul's an incredible athlete. And one point I do want to touch on uh, before all that with the KSI, uh, Rollins stomps Logan Paul's hand, which ends up coming to play dividends later. And uh, Logan Paul hits that right hand that he's been hitting and they've been selling and setting up on the raws and then he has to sell the right hand. So that was a good little story touch, a good storyline thread that they've been telling on the raw so you can believe the near fall. Um, I, I do appreciate little stuff like that when they, they tell you, uh, you know, stories like that. Uh, there was a nice uh, spot also where he went for the stomp and uh, Rollins catches him, hits a sit out power bomb. Logan Paul does a lot of the, the like facials and when he hit that buckshot, he he did a little thing where he was like, Ooh, it's like that's easy. You know what I mean? Like and we all know that that's not an easy move. Like he he's 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 special, man. I I WWE needs to make sure they keep him around as often as they can because he's got it. He really does. He did not do anything too crazy in this match, thankfully. Kind of kept it to a minimum. But he did go for a very clean springboard moonsault, but he missed it. I wish he hit it because I would have been graded as go for a crossbody later on in this match. I love the cradles and near falls between both guys down the stretch. At one point, Logan Paul does knock out Seth, but he is recovering from that hand injury, as Scott mentioned earlier, and he is unable to make the cover for the one, two, three. Seth kicks out of the last minute. Seth also goes for a pedigree and... Logan Paul kicks out of that, and Seth cannot believe it. Then we have the spot of the match where Logan Paul trying to go coast to coast like it's the Warrior Rumble. But in doing so, Seth says, uh-uh, super kick in midair, curb stomp, one, two, three. He pins Logan Paul. I thought this was a very good match. Not quite five stars. My lofty expectations got shot to hell, but I will give it a solid four and a quarter stars, or tears in this case. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I'm gonna give it four and a half. I, I really enjoyed this match. I, I thought they, the energy really picked up towards the second half. And let's not forget, Logan Paul also hit a go to sleep, mm -hmm. which is very. Un this dude is literally just a creator wrestler. <laughs> like he's just a fly creator wrestler who has who's bought all the VC, so he gets all the outfits and all the cool moves <laughs> and stuff. Like that's literally what he is, and he. And what can I say? Because he hits them all pretty cleanly. Like, I still can't get over how picture perfect that splash was from the ring on top of KSI on the table. Like, just little stuff like that. But yeah, Rollins, nice timing on the springboard. And that's and that's just the easy move for him to just hit the springboard. You mentioned the, the springboard to the top into the moonsault. That's something that, me, that I really only see Shelton do it as far as that easy with that verticality like that. So just incredible. Uh, I've seen, you know, Eli Drake do it or not Eli, LA Knight do it, but LA Knight ain't doing it like Logan Paul did it. So great match. Four and a half tiers. Yes, very good. Logan Paul continues to be a revelation in the best possible way. He's really good at this wrestling thing. And what I love about him, despite his personality, is the fact that when he's in that ring, he's not thinking. He's just doing it. It's very instinctual for him, and I respect him for that. And he's going to get even better the more he works with more talent. So next up, give me Logan Paul versus Ricochet, and I'll be very happy about that. Yeah, that's a nice person for Logan Paul to beat. You know, you ain't got to do thick a shade like that. Yeah, listen, 
My man, you call him that. That man's name is Thickshay. <laughs> he definitely got to catch an L for, for, for having a nickname of Thickshay. That's somebody I'll be rooting for Logan Paul. Oh, God. <laughs> Don't blame me because he's thick these days. Oh, he, hey, listen. Braun got him right. Braun got him eating good. <laughs> don't don't get it twisted. There's no hate. Like my man is definitely hitting the gym, getting the gains. You still foul for wanting him to lose because I have deemed him thickashay. Rude. Hey, listen. <laughs> he's he's obviously embracing the name, so <laughs> fine. Whatever. But I'll take it. I'll take Logan Paul and Montez too. Hell, I'll take Logan Paul at Money in the Bank. How about it? You know, that's not the craziest idea. Logan Paul being in the Money in the Bank match. Because Logan Paul as the Money in the Bank holder is... is It is intriguing, (laughs) isn't it? It... I, like you can't do it like you can't do that but it it is a very intriguing thought and him being in the match is like maybe they will i need hops i, I like that idea keila mm, if it happens in july i will say you heard it here first on the rap i would love to see it give me montez give me ricochet thickashay give me logan paul give me a few other people in the mix and i'm good to go i am set for that matchup for the men's side of things because I think he could actually possibly win and I wouldn't be mad about it because he would be a very controversial pick, but he would make it very interesting because we know he's not going to be a complete punk bitch by being bitched out via losses on TV because he's not going to work TV like that. Like you could have the the money in the bank lineup could be, you could have Dominic Mysterio, Mm -hmm. Logan Paul, Mm -hmm. Ricochet, Montez Ford, L.A. Mm -hmm. Knight. Just those five right there are all believable people who could win the briefcase and carry it. And I know people are like, Dominic Mysterio, seriously? Can you imagine if this guy unhooks the money in the bank briefcase? Stop it. (laughs) That. I, the the potential of that match is crazy. And in London, oh. They're eat it up. And shout out to WWE tonight because they had watch parties in London, Germany, Australia. These fans were up, except Australia, because it's the afternoon when WrestleMania is on the air. But in London and Germany specifically, it is the dead of night. And they're having watch parties and they're energetic as hell. I love that. It was a nice way to also kind of encapsulate how big WrestleMania is globally to have these late night or early morning watch parties repping their faves in WWE. That was a very nice WrestleMania touch by WWE this year. Yeah, and smart, especially since you know you're going overseas and you're doing more overseas. So it's good to show the overseas reach and, you know, like how excited people are no matter what the time is or what the country is. Exactly. Very savvy of them. As we segue to our trios women's match of the evening involving Damage Controls, Bailey, EO Sky, and Dakota Kai versus... The women's tag team champions, Lita and Becky Lynch, alongside WWE Hall of Famer Trish Stratus. And I toast got off the air that for Trish's outfit alone, paying a nod to her attire back in 2005, she will forever get unlimited cheddar biscuits from me because she is truly an ageless wonder. Well, I'm sure whenever she goes in the Red Lobster wearing that 
that top and the twins come out and she gets unlimited red light, unlimited <laughs> anything she wants anyway. So, you know, I, I don't, she, I'm sure she gets whatever she wants, whatever she brings the twins out like that. I mean, I, I'm just saying that I explains why she didn't do a lot in the match because you can't really do a lot with their show. Oh <laughs> like, my I mean, God. Good Lord. No, you're right. That's a bit much, but I mean, good Lord. Like, they were definitely, they were definitely out on display for tonight. They were sitting. They were absolutely sitting. Maurice was impressed, <laughs> and I saw Maurice at the Hall of Fame on Friday. Like they were sitting too. The twins were out, and they were sitted. Let me tell you, they were sitted. Yes. Ah, uh, now she looked good. She looked good. always, but this match was good took a while to get going i will say this for lita who i love next to life she's one of my favorite people of all time in wwe it is time to retire the hurricanrana the rotation is gone hate to say it but it's true i like the modified ranas in the ropes with eo sky but the rotation for the old school one from the 2000s it's time to let it go because it ain't rotating like it used to hate to say it but it's true yeah, this match didn't do a lot for me. Um, and that's okay. Every match doesn't have to knock it out the ballpark. But uh, I did enjoy the Sin City-esque uh, kind of entrance video that they got. And I liked the way that they kind of presented them each as their own superhero. And they're kind of uniting the force. And I like how Becky Lynch was the centerpiece of it all. It still doesn't make sense why you, Trish and Lita didn't win the tag titles. That's still odd to me watching Becky and Lita hold their titles while Trish is just holding her finger up, you know, like <laughs> looking, looking like Katniss saying she wants to, you know, volunteer herself as tribute while the other two are holding up their gold, trying to buy themselves out of there. I don't want to be a tribute. I got this gold right here. Can I sell this? Like, it's ridiculous. But yeah, the match was okay. Two and a half tears for me. So we just skipped all analysis and just said, you know what? <laughs> Hey, I I have nothing to say about the match. It was just there for me. I nothing stood out. I there was a nice springboard drop kick. That's the really like the only thing I could think about was EO Sky doing a nice springboard drop kick. That's the only thing that stood out. That was nice. Becky did a lot of selling during this match. Lita was rough in spots. Trish was nice when she was in there doing some signature stuff. I love the head scissors takedown to Dakota Kai to the rest of damage control on the outside. Bailey was a great ring general for her team and she was able to go for a belly to belly on Trish Stratus but ultimately Becky Lynch goes up top, lands the manhandle slam on Be- on Bailey to pin her to hopefully end this feud once and for all. But as Scott said, it was just kind of there. It was an all right showcase match. But you do wonder to yourself, why wasn't Trish and Lita not the tag team champions? They're the besties. They're the Hall of Famers. That would have meant a bit more. And this could lead to that teased heel turn by Trish saying, why do I have my finger up in the air when I should be tag team champions with my bestie? Who the hell does Becky Lynch think she is? Huh? Wrong redhead with my redhead. I mean, the, the, maybe the, maybe that is the story that they're going to tell. Um, but I can tell you this much. I, I think it's time for EO and Dakota to, to turn on Bailey or something because that's damage control. There's no damage to anybody, and they are completely under control. Damn, and that is a factual statement. I'm ready for the EO Sky 
uh, babyface run in WWE. The singles push is sorely needed. And I do sense that being teased because every time Bailey makes the match on their behalf, they do side eye her and say, what the hell are you doing? We didn't agree to this. So that could be a blow up on the night after WrestleMania if they choose to turn on her. And maybe you can uh, re-up one Kyrie Sane as well for good measure. Why not? Well, if you're going to do that, I because then, I mean, do you push her as a singles or do you just have her and EO team up, win the titles? Like, there's a lot you could do. So that would be cool. I'm, I'm, I'm here for that. I'm here, I'm here for anything that gets EO some more time and kind of gets her away from this group. If I get the Sky Pirates on the main roster, I'll take it. I'll take it too. They can still, they could tag and still go after some singles gold. Agreed. I would love to see it. I think there's time to shake up the Raw Women's Division. Damage Control has not done that much damage in the time they've been together. Love the concept when they debuted at SummerSlam, but it peaked there, unfortunately, I hate to say, and I still think that Paul Levesque made a bad decision when he gave the tag team titles to Raquel Rodriguez and Aaliyah back in August when it could have went to Damage Control to really submit them as a dominant faction in WWE. And speaking of which, where in the hell is Aaliyah, by the way? Oh, she she rocking the boat. Psst, sir. <laughs> is she changing positions? <laughs> that's it only at 317 is she working the middle hey you know some call her the queen of the dam you're one in a million scott you know that i do i know that i do <laughs> i 100 percent agree with you on that do i gotta write a four-page letter about it yeah, 100%. oh so you you a fan you a real fan yes are you that somebody yeah, you a real yes, fan. Yes, I am. Mm-hmm. See, I love me some Aaliyah. Not the Aaliyah the wrestler, but the Aaliyah the singer. May she rest, as always. And that was more compelling than this six-woman tag team match, by the way. Romeo must die, too. <laughs> Try again. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> I love that. I love that for me. Still more compelling. Than this six woman tag team match, despite the gorgeousness of Tristratus. And you cut off her laugh. How dare you, WWE production crew? Damn you. But all in all, fine, serviceable match as we move on to my God. Now, I have to say, in terms of entrances, the Mysterios won the entire evening. It was Dominic Mysterio versus his father, Rey Mysterio. And Dominic Mysterio got the most word of the day egregious entrance of the weekend perhaps he got the full prison treatment hard time down behind bars he's got the police escort with the handcuffs dude comes out of the van in a mask looking good by the way this guy really rocks a mask really well he's gonna be a great luchador someday rocking the mask full time he makes the full-on prison escort through the crowd the fans boo this man and i am living for the extraness of this moment dominic mysterio is one of the top five best heels in the game today alongside the likes of mgf and that is high praise coming from me so you know i'm, I'm watching this and 
my wife is in the background and she she's ended up watching the little video package they do. Next thing I know, she done got herself something to eat and a drink. She said, oh, I got to sit down and watch this. They done actually did a good storyline and got me intrigued. This boy better whoop his tail. <laughs> and, and, like, the, the, the story is right there. And then she sees the entrance and I'm looking at this entrance like, you know, I'm thinking I'm thinking to myself, you know what? This is probably a smart move. He's doing this for everyone else's safety. You know, he's he's doing this to protect everyone else. And shout out to Michael Cole, because <laughs> this man right here was like, are you kidding me? This guy is coming to tell to the ring like that. Nobody's scared of Dominic. Who does he think? Like Michael Cole <laughs> is so invested in the story and Rey Mysterio and he apologized for it before the next yes. match, by the way. <laughs> Let me just throw this out there. So he goes in this entire match. He's like, I mean, he is completely biased in every way possible. And he apologized for it, which was hilarious. But yeah, I, this is, the story matters. And like that little, the little drama that they showed with the, with the wife and the daughter, because that's what got her. She's like, oh my God, he talked to his mother like that? That is that is ridiculous. I got to see what happens. You know, it's, I, this is great. This, this was great. This is when WrestleMania went from good to great WrestleMania. This is when it became a pageant for me because that entrance was amazing. And then Ray is going to top it. He's going to roll in a, in a low rider with Snoop Dogg. Ain't nothing but a G thing playing. Then they roll in the arena. And then we hear Eddie's music, lie, cheating, still. I get chills. Then Ray's music comes on. He's balling. He's coming out there. Absolutely OG entrance. I am living for this. But then we have to pause, Scott, because we teased this a couple of months ago in the rap. This match was sponsored by Cinnamon Toast Crunch. (laughs) On the bright side. On the bright side. At least Rey Mysterio didn't come out looking like a cinnamon toast crunch. <laughs> Thank God. Okay. At least like he didn't like wear like brown pants and then like the suspenders would be like white to represent the milk or something like that. <laughs> like, at least at least he didn't try to do because you know he likes to do that. Yes. You know he likes to do that with his outfits. So, you know, they probably didn't get the million since, you know, they got to eat the Miz for a million. Oh my God. But they, I'm sure they got six figures for the quick look. And you notice they didn't even keep his name up very long. It was like a quick register and then it was gone. <laughs> they really so, did. That was a quick sponsorship yeah. plug. Quickest I ever seen Ray Mysterio's name get put on there. <laughs> I loved it. On top of that, there was the internet um, little viral clip on Twitter promoting the special brand of Cinnamon Toast Crunch and Ray's on the box. And there's Dom and Rhea eating the cereal, Dom specifically. And this dude pours milk before the cereal. So he's already a heel. And he's complimenting the cereal. Oh, this is great. Oh, there's a Lucha mask. And then Rhea (laughs) turns the box around. He says, she says, hey, dad's on the box. And then Dom stops eating and he says, well, this is disgusting. And he walks away. So lovely product placement on top of that as well. First of all, a couple things. <laughs> we really got to unwrap here. I, I know we got to get back to the show and I'm, 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 I'm going to get right back. But a couple things. What type of... 
what type of psychopath pours his milk into the bowl <laughs> before they pour their cereal in? Dominic, like, he's psychotic. So, 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 so everyone wants to make jokes, and Michael Cole, you know, you better stop playing with that man because only a crazy person does stuff like that. I don't, I, I ain't scared. I ain't scared of no man, but crazy people. I'm gonna take a couple. Th- I'm, I'm gonna take a second thought about because you know crazy people that you don't know what they're gonna do. This man is pouring milk into a bowl, an empty bowl, and then is gonna try to fill it with cereal. <laughs> that make it make sense. That is classic hill shit, Scott. That's what hills do. Nah, that ain't classic hills. That's classic crazy people stuff. <laughs> you gotta lock that man up for that. <laughs> Well, ironically enough, Scott, he was locked up coming into this match. He was arrested. Hard times. Hard time, Dom. Oh, gosh. I loved it, though. So thankfully, there was not a bowl of cereal not involved in this match. There was somebody falling in cereal for this product placement match. And Ray was humbling Dominic early on with head scissors and hurricanranas. And Dom was going through it. And at one point, Scott's wish came true because Ray took off his belt and whooped his son's ass. <laughs> so just so everyone knows, two tiers automatically get on, get added on to whatever I give this match for Ray Mysterio literally pulling his belt off and whooping his son's tail while he was bent over. I get he didn't he probably couldn't quite bend him over the knee anymore. I get that. So he did the turnbuckle. I love that spot. Now that's what I'm talking about. That is the kind of justice we want. And the fans are popping for this live ass whooping of a legitimate and honestly real time in terms of you get yours back, Ray, for everything that Dominic has done to you. Then we get a highlight of this match. So Dom is seeking refuge at ringside and he is taunting his mom and Aaliyah. And she had a cup in her hand, like, oh, Lord. Is she going to splash Dom or is Dom going to splash his sister? And sure enough, he throws the cup of water or liquid into Aaliyah's face. And she's horrified at this. And she's like, what are you doing? Ray's pissed off. But then that allows Dominic to go after Ray Mysterio at ringside. And he gains control for a bit. Set on in the ring. And then he's working over his dad. But then Angie gets the heat back for the family by slapping Dominic in the face when he tells her to shut up and sit down somewhere. And then Ray comes through and kisses his wife. And then he proceeds to whoop up on Dominic some more. All of this builds to a 619 on Dominic Mysterio. And then we get Judgment Day out there causing trouble, which leads to more chaos, Scott. Yeah, and there's a nasty little spot in the middle of there where uh, Dominic hits a reverse powerbomb mm-hmm. into the bottom turnbuckle. Um, I haven't seen a reverse powerbomb since like the big show used to do them back in the day. But yeah, that was that was a nasty little spot that Dominic pulled out. Um, the, the match was good. Like Dominic looked pretty good here. Uh, you know, people, t- we talk about his wrestling being kind of, uh, his weak point with his character being a strong one, but I thought he looked really good here. There's a couple little, you know, points where you could tell they kind of lost their footing a little bit, but they were quick to recover. Uh, the L the newly formed LWO ends up coming out and they even the eyes with judgment day. Um, you knew that was coming. So that was a nice thing. I, Dominic Mysterio hits a 619 frog splash. The crowd is hot for this match the entire time, which is the key. Dominic gets good heat. Uh, the Dominic Mysterio heat is a 
is a very, very real thing. Um, you know, Dominic grabs his uh, steel chain that comes out. He looks like he's going to go for it. And then we get the finish, which looks like it's going to set something up for backlash. Yes. So we have one Damien Priest leave his jacket in the corner for reasons. And the reason is Dom is going to grab that jacket and there's a chain in the jacket. And then we have noted Spanish announced commentator, Bad Bunny, international star, most streamed artist on the planet Earth, multi-time Grammy Award winner. And he grabs said chain and Ray makes Dominic pay with a 619 splash to pin his son one, two, three. And Scott is right. This is, lead, this is leading to something going down at Backlash in Puerto Rico next month involving Bad Bunny. And ironically enough, two years ago at WrestleMania, it was Damian Priest and Bad Bunny as a tag team representing Puerto Rico against The Miz and John Morrison. But now they're going to be on opposing sides and it could be the LWO versus Judgment Day at Backlash in Puerto Rico, and I'm here for it. See, it could be, but the this, this story writes itself for Dominic and Damien versus Bad Bunny and Rey Mysterio. I mean, that, that story is right there. Damien and Bad Bunny were tag team partners. Dominic and Rey Mysterio were obviously tag team partners, and now they're on opposite sides. Like, that's right there unless you're going to do something big and go like hair versus mask, mm. you know, and obviously Dominic would lose and have to shave his head bald, but I, and then he could start like showing up to work with different, like drawn on head tattoos and stuff, <laughs> which, which that could be a lot of fun in and of itself as well. But like, so there are definitely options there, but yeah, this was, this was a really fun match. There was a nice uh, false finish in there where Dominic Mysterio hits the 619 and the frog splash. The crowd bought that. So this was a good match. I I really, really enjoyed this match. I thought the the finish was good. And, you know, I make a lot of jokes about Rey Mysterio and being a father and stuff like that. But genuinely, as a father, that had to be one of the coolest and just greatest things that he could have ever done and you know like to to have that to be a legend like that and to have that experience with your son in front of 60,000 people and millions watching and like that's I mean that's just an incredible thing and I I genuinely got kind of emotional thinking about it just because to share that type of moment with your son in the business that you love and grew up and then is in your blood. It's that's special, man. So this, this was a, this was a really, really cool match, really cool moment. Um, I'm glad it lived up to the expectations four and a quarter tiers for me. I have to give it the same score. Really good match. Great storytelling. I wanted this for the last couple of years and it came to fruition and Dominic has improved a lot as a performer. He is one of the great heat magnets in this industry today because of the work he's put in and Dominic has really shown up and showed out in the last few months and Rey Mysterio is a legend in the game and as you said you can only imagine his emotions of having this Wrestlemania spotlight match against his son and you have to play it off in a lot of ways you have to sell this anger and fear and even during the Hall of Fame I saw Dominic's face and even though he was trying to sell this disdain for his dad and storyline you saw the love he has for his father and how special this was for both of them this weekend to have this moment together and to really show up and show out 
at WrestleMania against each other and it lived up to all of my expectations and then some. Their entrances really set the tone for this match and it was a truly special WrestleMania moment for both of them. Shout out to Dominic Mysterio, man. He uh, This was a big spot for him to be in. Singles match. He essentially did it all on his own. There was no judgment day out there, you know, creating uh, any type of movement and stuff like that or a lot of that energy you see with Rhea Ripley's out there. It was just Dominic Mysterio and his father. And he stepped up to the plate, you know. You got to give him his props for that. And that's got to earn him more opportunity. So I think... Like I, I've always, you know, I've, like I said, a, a week or last week or the week before WrestleMania is the end of the season. So the new season begins. I think big things are on the horizon for Dominic Mysterio, man. I wouldn't be surprised if singles gold is in his future this year. Very good possibility. And I go back to his entrance, too. He's meant to wear a mask at some point. He's got to earn it from his dad when he probably reverts back to being a babyface in the next year or two. But he's meant to wear that mask he looks really good in it yeah and i liked his outfit um definitely a little little tribute to ray mysterio's old halloween havoc outfit whether he wanted to admit it or not he loves his dad despite his asshole ways well yeah (laughs) he had his reasons but his dad won me over when he pulled the belt out so he's good with me (laughs) (laughs) very good point but all in all what a wrestlemania moment for both of them really fun match and bad bunny you know scott was very particular like we got him on commentary and then we get titus o'neill the ultimate shade we didn't even get to hear bad bunny i know that was rude you heard the crowd you know the crowd went nuts when they said bad bunny (laughs) they was like bad bunny here i'm like oh my god yeah dude like I just don't realize how popular he is. Like half of y'all don't even understand what he's saying. But that beat be fire though. That beat be on point. I don't understand a word he's saying, but I be vibing with it. Like I know what the you know. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying, but I be trying to. I be trying. I peeped that performance at the Grammys, a Grammy Awards last month, and I was like, okay, I don't know what he's saying, but I am vibing with that band, and whatever he's rapping, I am feeling it. When I would go out the country, though, they they be they were like, yeah, Bad Bunny's all right, but what about this guy? <laughs> Bad Bunny's cool, but what about this guy? Bad Bunny's that dude, okay? Yeah, he's that guy. No, he's that. Yes, guy. he is he's absolutely. But let's talk about. Ooh, I'm gonna say it right now, a WrestleMania classic. It was Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley for the SmackDown Women's Championship, and I have said repeatedly. The one thing I can guarantee for this WrestleMania weekend is that Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley were going to deliver. They were going to give you a WrestleMania moment, and by God, they did. They were the semi-main event. We're not going to count what happened afterwards. All shade somebody. We're going to get to him momentarily. But I know there were some rumblings about this being the main event. And in hindsight, it would have been a great main event match really would have been needed a better story but for them to go out there and they were probably a bit pissed off about it they went out there and they showed up and showed out and arguably delivered a top three wrestlemania women's championship match ever with the exception of bianca belair's back-to-backs at wrestlemania's back in 2021 and 2022 
I and this maybe I'm I'm living in the moment, you know, obviously, but I think this is probably better than both of those. And you you know how big of a Bianca fan I am, and anyone who's listened to me knows how I will sing Bianca's praises as being one of the, if not the best baby face in the game. But I think this match eclipses it. And I say that because this match had everything working against it and every reason not to have the crowd invested and to not work. Yet it still worked. There was even moments at the beginning where the crowd was silent. And yet by the end, the crowd is going crazy because of the classic that they just watched. You use the right word. Don't be scared to use that. That is the absolute correct word to use. This was a classic. I'll go out and I will say this was the best women's match at WrestleMania ever. No question about that. I I, I think the Bianca Sasha match is, is as historic, and there's nothing that will ever be as historic as that to me. But as far as just pure match quality, and you put those two together. I think the Char- this Charlotte Rhea one, man, this is going to be one that stands the test of time because these two just have a level of physicality that people just don't have. There's a chemistry and a, a, a level of physicality that is it's hard to match because you just don't have two women who are that physical. And let me just say this before we really dive into this match. And I, I'm, I'm going to say this with my whole chest, and I want to make sure everyone hears this. Charlotte Flair... I don't care how you feel about her, how you feel about her push, you think she's overpushed, what you think about her. She is one of the best professional wrestlers, period. I, male or female, she does her thing every big spot she is in against a variety of opponents, she delivers. She calls herself the opportunity. She is that. She is everything she claims to be. She is that good. She does everything. She tosses people around. She can fly. Like, I I get you don't, you may not think, you may think she's overpushed, but when people say she's not good, you're either just not watching or you just don't want to acknowledge her talent. She is a top tier wrestler. She is one of the best big match performers in the history of WWE. I have said this repeatedly and I stand on that until the end of time because she is exceptional in these big match moments. And you're making me move over a little closer, Scott. You're making me move a little closer to where your line of thinking is because I'm going to be a bit more brazen here on this here show today. Rhea Ripley is Charlotte Flair's greatest opponent period Uh, man that's a tough one that's a tough one and i i mean i can't say you're wrong because match quality wise there's i think this is both of their best matches to date um Charlotte's got some classics with uh, some great matches with Sasha Banks. Yes. And I think that's the first name that comes to mind. She's got really good, great chemistry uh, with Asuka as well. But, I mean, between this and that, I mean, you can argue her and Rhea Ripley have had the two best matches at both of their WrestleManias. So, yeah, I, I can't say you're wrong. 
listen, they performed in front of no one three years ago and had the best match bell to bell during a pandemic. They turned a crowd two years ago almost at Money in the Bank, the first pay-per-view back after a year and a half of us being in quarantine times. And those fans wanted Becky Lynch and they said, fuck that, we're here. And they delivered a classic. And on this here night, when they had their backs up against the wall, they wanted the main event spot wasn't for them this year due to the bigger story of the bloodline, but they absolutely showed why they are worthy of that main event spot by the work they put in. There is a level of intensity they go out there and do, and they bring out the absolute best in each other. They're not afraid to get hit. They're not afraid to take the bumps and shots. They're not afraid to go out there and absolutely deliver at the highest level. That's why I say they are each other's best opponent because they simply go out there and dish it out and they bring the people in. And that is very rare to do in this day and age by pulling them in that way and they can be ice cold, but then you hit them midway through this match and it's a completely different ball game. I agree. And, you know, one of the things I noticed about Charlotte is, we would go back to the egregious spot calling. Charlotte was absolutely calling this match. Um, and you could hear a lot of it. You could hear her say, wait for my wait for my moment and stuff like that. But I bring that up to say she absolutely could feel the moment and was, you know, knew when to turn it up, when to get fired up, when to get more physical. Because when she when she felt the crowd starting to kind of waver a little bit, she starts chopping. Because she knows when she chops, she's going to get woos. And so she just started chopping the hell out of Rhea. And, and that's when the crowd started waking up. Because then she starts firing up. Then the crowd starts waking up. Because then the, now they're into the match. Now they're a part of the match. That's Charlotte Flair. That's the wrestler. That's another reason why I say she's just one of the best in the game, man. She's able to read the crowd, do what she needs to do. So that's great job on her right there. Um, they started tossing each other around with Germans. Charlotte Flair took two nasty Germans. One she took on the top of her head. I, I guess she's a gymnast, but that was incredible. Then she takes another one from the top rope, lands square on her on her chest and stomach, just nasty moves, uh, the big boots. One thing I do like about Charlotte Flair, and I talk about this with when I say you, how you, you know, squash matches and stuff. Charlotte wins matches with like three or four different moves. She's one with the big boot. She'll beat you with the tap out. She's one with natural selection. Like she's one with so many moves that everything she hits is a big boot is believable. It's, so it, it's a great match. And the when they started exchanging the right hands and then Rhea hit her with the kick, I love that. Like just the and, and Charlotte is like, yo, come on, hit me, hit me. Like, I don't get how people don't like Charlotte Flair as a wrestler. I I don't get it. Cause she gives everything she has when she's in that ring. She gives her soul out there. She really does. Absolutely, man. I'm just in awe of her. But you know when it's good, Scott? When she started crying midway through, through the match, when she started getting teary and emotional, right. you know, like, she is feeling it. Like, her emotions overwhelm her, and she's just ready just to unleash and just go all in. And the near fall that got me 
was Rhea going for the Riptide and then Charlotte kicks out and the fans cannot believe it. Rhea can't believe it either. Like she thought it was over. We get a natural selection. We got Rhea fighting out of the figure eight. We have her going for the prison lock on Charlotte Flair. She grabs her ropes. We got a moonsault from Charlotte on the outside. The suplexes, my God, they were insane from both ladies and Charlotte taking incredible bumps. Her nose was all red and messed up. But then... Rhea Ripley smacks Charlotte's head against the ring post. And I love Charlotte's cell job because she was dead weight. She was knocked out. She wasn't moving anymore. And Rhea says, "Uh uh-uh, it's my time now. And she lifts up Charlotte Flair for that second rope avalanche, Riptide, and she picks up the win. The pop this crowd gets for her and her reaction was everything. And the call by Corey Graves and Michael Cole all night long, they were really good. But during this in the main event, they were exceptional on the call for this, hyping up the importance of this match. One of the greatest WrestleMania matches ever. And I'm I'm almost there saying this might be the greatest women's championship match in the history of WrestleMania. And dare I say one of the greatest women's matches in WWE history as well, because these two ladies, they never miss. They always deliver. And this was by far their finest performance to date. I, I'm I'm gonna I'm willing to take it a step further. This was one of the best championship matches in WrestleMania history. Period. Mm. I, I I'm I'm willing to stand on that. Like, and, and people are gonna scoff at me and, and think I'm crazy, but name me ten legit title matches that are better than this. I I'm not saying there aren't any. Like, there are definitely some that are better, but name me ten. WrestleMania title matches that are better than this. I, I, I don't think you can. I, I, I genuinely don't think that you can name 10 title matches that are better than this. And again, for all the reasons I laid out what they had working against them. And they just, they delivered a classic. This is an all-time classic match. It, it just is. And if it's anybody, if if Charlotte, if it's anybody but Charlotte Flair, I guarantee the praise would just be through the roof. But people don't want to give Charlotte that type of love, and maybe, and that's just me. Maybe that's just how I feel about how how I see how it just seems to me with the Charlotte Flair reaction to everything. But this was an all time classic. I I'm willing to put this in the top ten of any of, of top ten WrestleMania title matches all time. High praise. I have to examine pass cards and get back to you. But I do agree with you. This was arguably one of the greatest matches in WrestleMania history when there's a title on the line. And this is by far their best work ever on this stage. And they absolutely tore it up last night. And they said, hey, next time you want us to main event, we'll main event and we'll tear it up just like we did here in the semi-spot as we're not going to acknowledge the semi-main event of WrestleMania. It was a surprise match. It was Miz and Snoop Dogg back out there announcing the fictitious total of fans in the building for last night's WrestleMania night one. And then we get a surprise match out of nowhere involving Pat McAfee. Nick Khan lied saying, Pat's not here this weekend. He's busy. He's unavailable. He shows up. He challenges Miz to a match impromptu. And it was all right. You know, it was a way to kill time. And honestly, I fell for Pat McAfee because normally he's beloved. But dude, you had to follow a classic involving Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair 
I felt for you, homie. I really did. And he did some good spots in this match, but you just couldn't top what you just saw minutes earlier. Yeah, this is just a, you know, come down, come down match for everyone. Get Pat on the show. He gets a nice reaction when he comes out. And, you know, Miz gets a gets to get embarrassed, but he gets a payday. Pat gets a payday and Snoop got to go out there. And I mean, that's essentially what this was. This was everybody getting their paycheck. George Kittle too. Clothesline on Miz. Pretty yeah, damn nifty. Absolutely. Nice clothesline. Nice dive by Pat as well to submit the victory for him as well. Oh, let me let me also just say this. I don't know why, and this is coming from a Miz fan. I still don't understand why people think it's a good idea to dive on the outside when you have the Miz catching you. Because he's not going to catch oh you. Oh, my God. The shade, the shade, the shade. But I will say this, Scott. When you, you saw Stan and Deliver one match, right? Uh, I saw the women's match. Oh, Tiffany took a <laughs> terrible bump. Nobody I, caught her. I'm going to get to that when we talk about it. But, like, she... How are the how is there five women down there and none of y'all catch her? And she dove a perfect dive right into the middle of you. Yes. Andy Hartwell says, I didn't do it. I'm here. Had nothing to do with me. Absolutely. Well, yeah, she's like, well, oh well. Oh. <laughs> I gotta go. I gotta go. You know what I gotta go do? But like, <laughs> just absolutely ridiculous. Like, that's so dangerous. Like, how how do you have five people there and none of you catch her? That was embarrassing. And you felt her pain because she was, ooh, she was hurting. She was a star of the match, too. We'll get to that tomorrow. Yes. Really, really, a really, really good match that exceeded expectations. No lie, except that bump that she took because Jesus, nobody caught her. But yeah, in this case, at least the Miz did provide a little cushion for Pat, though. The Miz ain't do not a goddamn thing but put his arm <laughs> down there on the way down to say, my bad. <laughs> to look like he tried to catch him. See, that's how them zombies ate him because he wouldn't bump. See? Nah, he'll bump in the ring. He just not catching nobody. That's the problem. He, that dude said, listen, I will take any move you want me to take inside the ring, but don't jump. <laughs> he ain't gonna catch you. I'm not. I'm gonna put my arm out, but I'm not gonna catch you. My, your body's not gonna touch my body. That is fair. Damn you, Miz. Well, at least my co-captain is critical of the Miz in one area. I'm fair. I, listen, the Miz is a dangerous guy when it comes to that stuff. <laughs> and he needs to cut it out. <laughs> oh, I love you having salt for him. That makes me happy. Now. In that one area. In that one area of life that he just sucks at. Can't catch nobody to save his life. But. At least he got a WrestleMania check. He'll get another one tomorrow. He's hosting night two of WrestleMania as well. As we segue now to the main event, officially, of the evening. The main event we wanted. The main event we needed. The main event that was deserved. It was Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn versus the Usos for the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championship. The first time Tag Team Wrestling main events WrestleMania with tag team gold on the line. This was the right decision by WWE. The best story heading into WrestleMania outside of Ray and Dominic is the bloodline. And my God, this main event also became an instant WrestleMania classic. Real quick, also uh, five tiers for me for the women's match. Ooh, I will also award Charlotte Flair Versus Rhea Ripley, the rare five-tier treatment. 
Sorry, Logan and Seth. They get your tears today. Yeah, you know, th- that got four and a half from me, four and a half tears for the Logan and Seth match. But if the if the Charlotte rematch isn't as because it is a slow beginning. If it's not as slow, we might be looking at five and a half, to be honest mm-hmm. with you, the way they closed their last like 10, 15 minutes. But um, yeah, so five tears for me on that match. But yeah, you're right. I mean, we went to two straight classic matches, and this is what I'm talking about elevating. Um this was the I think, you know, Charlotte and Rhea, the match they laid out would have been a fine main event. They would have gotten the crowd into it because the match was that good. But this was the correct call to close out the show. Um, the crowd, Sammy's still the crowd's chosen person. He is the chosen one. Um, like he he is the Duncan McLeod of the WWE. He is the chosen one. You know, he is that guy that they want to go and start chopping heads off and taking everyone's power and being the guy. So this, I, I, I think they made the right decision. The match was great, a good pace throughout. And the good thing about the Usos, same thing with Charlotte Flair, they end matches in so many different ways. The 1D is automatic. Uh, the double frog splash has been automatic. It, just the frog splash has ended matches. The super kick barrage has ended matches. So little things like that, when you do that over the course of a year, six months, for their in their case, two years, you build that, you know, you know that kind of equity where when you hit those moves, it's believable, especially 15, 20 minutes into a main event match. Yes. And the near falls were incredible during this match as well. And I'm sure there were a couple of Bucks and Ranch Cucamonga, California, looking and marveling at this nonstop super kick party by the Usos as they were super kicking the shit out of Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens at various points in this match. Nick and Matt were like, God damn, the super kicks in this match. Let me tell you, they throw super kicks. They throw super kicks like John Wick shoots bullets, okay? Because <laughs> <laughs> them boys be reloading them guns and throwing them kicks out like it's nothing. I'm talking like lethal. I, people can make all the jokes they want about this. The young bucks having a super kick party. <laughs> These dudes be throwing all sorts of combinations of super kicks at you. They throw the double kicks, then they start coming at the side of your head. Like it, it's it's crazy. I guess I, I ain't never seen some of the barrages like that I saw tonight. They they throw a ton of super kicks, but they do it in different combinations. I'll give them that, but they do throw a ton of super kicks. Just rocking Sammy repeatedly. This is like brutal to watch at times because they took turns. They hit simultaneous super kicks. They went back and forth. Kevin gets involved. Get the fuck out. Super kicks. They were just super kicking both these dudes out of nowhere. And I was like, I am disturbed, but I don't want any of this to end. I, I I do think a young mucks a young bucks Usos match would just be the they would end up super kicking each other in the middle of the <laughs> ring and all four of them would just be laid out while the crowd goes super kick super kick or something like that you know it'd be something ridiculous like that but yeah that it, it did it did get to be a bit much with the super kicks I thought but 
again, it all it all played to the story. They were trying to single each other out, and it led to some really good hot tags for both Sammy and KO. Yes, and Sammy had some great moments against Jay specifically, and he survived the super kick party, and he had Jay in position at one point, but then Jay is going to get in Sammy's business and basically say, why ain't you giving up? Why aren't you standing down? You were a part of the family. The dude was staying in line, and then he delivers a haluva kick to Sami Zayn and then we have the Usos hit the 1D on Sami and Sami kicks out and and the Usos and the fans cannot believe it we got poor Kevin Owens going through it too he gets power bombed through the announce table he's laid out and it's Sami all alone taking the brunt of this beatdown until KO comes to run the clutch before all that happens, there are a couple spots I want to point out that were pretty gnarly. Um, Sammy hits a brain buster on the apron, which KO follows up with a senton, which is a really good spot that the crowd bought into for a near fall. Um, and then, you know, you mentioned that uh, Jay hitting that, that hell of a kick on Sammy. When, as soon as he hit it, he caught Sammy, which is going to play into the finish. He caught Sammy, looked at him. And then Sammy just hits a big pop-up, and that's where we get KO coming in, running wild, uh, pop-up power bombs for everybody. Just They did a couple hot tags with them both, and they both got to run wild and look like they were going to win the match. KO got it with a stunner early on, then with the senton. Uh, Sammy did it one time. So they did a good job with the near falls as well. Really good stuff. And then at one point we have Kevin Owens landing a stunner on Jimmy. Jimmy kicks out. And then we have the Usos lay out KO with a double splash. And then KO kicks out. And the fans can't believe it. The Usos can't believe it. The intensity of this match is getting crazier and crazier. And then it comes down to Sami Zayn getting that one last hot tag. And it's him and Jay going at it. And then we have Sami land the haluva kick and in this case he catches jay he whispers something sets him back up goes for haluva kick number two goes to the third one and then we have ko intercept jimmy lance stunner boom out of the match and then we have sammy Zayn one more time for the road hit a third haluva kick on jay uso what we wanted how we scripted this finish to be and one, two, three, Sami Zayn covers Jey Uso to win the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championships. And the emotion on Kevin Owens' face got to me because he could not believe this is life right now. We're in the main event. We're Tag Team Champions. Holy shit, this is real. It is because that is how you end that one of WrestleMania. That is how that is how you tell a story that has been marinating and simmering and baking for well over eight to nine months. And this is how you end it via Sammy Haluva kicking Jey Uso three times with love to win these tag team titles in the main event of WrestleMania 39. Yeah, this was a great match. Uh, great finish right there. And, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to whenever we get that street, hopefully Raw after Mania, I think it'd be a nice match. Street Profits versus Sammy and KO for those titles. That'd be a nice little match to get them a win. This was a good five tiers for me, I think, for this one, too. I I mean, the story, the culmination, the moment, 
Um, we don't have to show Voldemort and Eddie Guerrero anymore because now we have Sammy and KO who have their moment. And, uh, you know, shout out again, shout out to Michael Cole, who said that uh, El Generico would be proud or something. It's something along those lines where he, he he's, he's bringing up their past and little stuff like that just added to it. Great match. Love that main event. Jay got to close out WrestleMania. Not much to add to it, man. Just a great finish, and the crowd was absolutely with it. Sami Zayn's facials when he was given three hell of a kicks, especially that last one where it was a little smirk on his face like, yeah, this is it. So great finish, great way to close out WrestleMania. Um, all that pyro they didn't use from the show was used up now. This was their one. <laughs> this was the one that they were allowed to get for today because the rest is going for tomorrow night. But yeah, five five tiers for me from this one too. Back to back five tier matches. I gotta go the five as well. This is a WrestleMania classic main event wrestling here for the tag team titles. You gotta love it. Beautiful story for the bloodline, especially for Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens as well. Wrapping PWG in their gear last night as well. Just love the aesthetic. Reseda, California represented very well on last night's WrestleMania in the main event spot where tag team wrestling matters again in WWE. We love to see it. What a way to cap off an unforgettable night one of WrestleMania. So, Scott, I can only imagine the tears you're going to give this show on a scale from one to ten. <laughs> Man, this was, a, <laughs> this was a great show. I... This was a really good show. I it was not perfect, and you know the, I thought the six per, the six women tag was okay. Cena Austin Theory was okay, but a good way to start the show. The little Uzi I could have done without him having <laughs> the little devil you know come down and, and do the Usos intros, but I'm sure it was cool for them, and I'm sure there's a bunch of fans who actually really enjoyed that, but I didn't. I was not one of them. I'm gonna give it. Eight and three quarters tiers for me. Almost nine. Eight and three quarters. I'm going to give it eight and a half tiers out of ten. Have to knock off Cena versus Theory a bit. The six-woman tag. And, of course, the Miz stinking up the joint. My apologies to you. But overall, if you count those matches out, this was an outstanding WrestleMania bell to belt. The performers just showed up in a big time way and back to back five tiers or five star matches involving Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair for the SmackDown Miss Championship and obviously the Usos versus KO and Sami Zayn for the undisputed WWE Tag Team titles. That is how you end a unforgettable night one of WrestleMania via two WrestleMania Insta Classics. And I've uh, I've seen the accusations and I'm not, I don't know if they're false or true about Vince McMahon being in the back and giving suggestions and stuff like that. Well, let me tell you this. There ain't no tag team title match closing out WrestleMania over a flare if Vince McMahon is 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 having his fingerprints all over it. So my, pop Uncle Hunter's in, in full control and running things and running a beautiful ship right now. Absolutely. Treasure this time, y'all. Treasure. This was a takeover on a budget on a big old budget, on a grand stage. You got it. It was a NXT alumni special. Look who headlined. A lot of NXT alumni in a lot of ways. This is Triple H's baby. He absolutely delivered for night one. Night two, ooh, you got some stuff to live up to, but I think it will, especially in the main event involving Cody and Roman for the Undisputed Attack, for the Undisputed 
Universal Championship. Plus, we got the Big Hoss Battle, Gunther, Sheamus, Drew McIntyre for the Intercontinental Championship. We got Brock Lesnar versus Omos, Bianca Belair versus Asuka for the Raw Women's Championship. Then we got Edge versus Finn Balor inside a hell in a cell, Brood Edge versus the Demon Finn Balor. And Bobby Lashley wants a match at WrestleMania against two. We do not know just yet. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Um, you know, there's obviously there's one less match. We got the Bobby Lashley Open Invitational. Obviously, maybe he'll bring back the uh, since he's got now the the Hurt Lock. Maybe he'll bring back the Hurt Lock Challenge since he was the first to break the Master Lock Challenge. He could do his own Hurt Lock thing. But um, yeah, well, tomorrow night they they got a they got a whoo they got a tough act to follow. Um, you know, I'm not going to win in expecting to have two classics like we had tonight, but you know, you better bring your working shoes on because you do not want to be the second fiddle to night one, second year in a row, really. Yeah. I think night two's got some good aspects to it that I can't wait to see. And I think they're going to be motivated to say, Hey, we're going to call this to you. It's going to be memorable. I think this will be another WrestleMania weekend that is going to absolutely be stellar when it's all said and done. And this is a wrap on night one of WrestleMania going down at SoFi Stadium in Inglewood, California. Hope you enjoyed this review, recapping the highs and lows of night one. I want to thank my co-captain, Scott Young, WrestleMania Scott, for joining me today to recap everything WrestleMania weekend related. Oh, Keela, you know, as always, it's a pleasure to chop it up and talk all things WWE, especially during WrestleMania, especially when we get to do a great show like this. I mean, genuinely, two classic matches, um, four great matches on this card. Uh, legit four great matches. Two good matches to add on top of that. I... Not much more you can add. You can ask for out of uh, out of your talent. So great way to start WrestleMania weekend off, or the WWE portion of WrestleMania. Uh, looking forward to see what they cap off with night two. Absolutely, and we'll be back tomorrow morning with a special Monday morning wrap, recapping WrestleMania and NXT stand. And deliver as we will recap the highs and lows of that show from Saturday. But until then, this is it. We'll be back Monday morning recapping night two of WrestleMania and so much more for myself and for WrestleMania. Scott Young, that's a wrap on WrestleMania night one. Take care. Bye-bye. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.